back to the gym here on AM 970 ESPN Radio. Good to have you along on this uh, midweek edition of the gym, presented by Central Valley Nissan, corner of Banks and McHenry here in Modesto. You're in the market for a, uh, a new or previously owned Nissan vehicle. Definitely check them out out there, guys. Uh, the place to go here in the Valley to get one of those fine Nissan vehicles. Well, joining us now... On the Comtel hotline, a guy who uh, I have yet to interview. I'm looking forward to it. It's Sam Alipore. He writes for ESP in the magazine, and also his, uh, his column, his stuff, if you will, appears on page two on the dot-com. Sam joins us now on the Comtel hotline. Sam, how's it going, man? Great, Jim. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, the reason I wanted to get you on, Sam, I, I was... Toiling around one late night on the internet, just as many of us men do, and you know, we're we're starving for more sports news, and we're trying to trying to get a little chuckle out of the out of the sports life. And I came across a piece on page two on ESPN.com that you had wrote, and it's about Ron Artest, and it's a long, long piece. It's a ten-page article about a trip that you went on with Ron Artest. And let me just set the scene here. Imagine yourself, listener. Climbing into a stretch, was it a Hummer? That's right, an H2 gym. A stretch H2 Hummer with Ron Artest and a bunch of his crew, and you're going to go take a three-hour road trip as Ron Artest is about to go open up a rap show for Ludacris. Uh, that, to me, is Ludacris. What a crazy story. Tell me how this originally came to be, Sam. Uh, why were you interested in doing this piece, and, and, uh, and how, how did you actually get invited to, to go on a roadie with Ron Artest and his boys? Well, Jim, it's, uh, I write a column for the magazine as well as .com uh, covering sports entertainment news. It's called Media Blitz, and uh, so I'm always looking for athletes who are expanding into the entertainment realm, and uh, Ron is certainly that. So <laughs> I uh, contact, you know, most of these guys are real smart. They have a PR person who deals with this stuff, and so I contacted this very nice lady. She then, it's a two-step process, so stick with me here. She then put me <laughs> in touch with his entourage crew. Basically, he's got about two or three members of a, of a nine-member entourage. If you don't get a hold of one of them, you're not getting a hold of Ron. Wow. So I, I placed the call into Ron, and two hours before my flight into Champaign for the concert, hoping this will all work out nice, uh, basically, you know, he said, Ron would like you to fly to Indy instead and join us <laughs> for, for a road trip from Indianapolis outside his mansion to Champaign, Illinois, the site of the concert at the University of Illinois. So basically, you were already going to, you were going to fly directly to Chicago or to Champaign, take in this concert, write a little bit of a review, maybe interview Ron, get a little piece for the internet uh, and for the magazine. But he decided to call you up and invite you in to fly into Indianapolis, then jump on an Escalade or a Hummer and roll out to the concert with him and his boys. I, I, what, what went to your head when you got that request, man? Did, was there any hesitation at all, Sam? As you can imagine, I knew signing on, just going to the concert alone, that's a perilous gig, my friend. <laughs> you, you, I mean, this guy has, has common decent NBA fans throwing things at him at an NBA game. I mean, I can't imagine what, what's in store. With the rap, rap culture, concert. yeah, watch exactly. out, man. <laughs> so the, my first thought was, I'm in. I mean, this sounds like fun. Second was, is it, you know, too late to, 
to ask the mouse house to up my insurance policy. <laughs> once, the mouse once, house, I like that. <laughs> right, right. We are owned by Disney. I'm sure they have all sorts of fun di- uh, insurance policies. Oh, yeah, them. you know it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, and that, that's how I found myself outside his mansion uh, with the engine revving and uh, eight of his closest pals from the Queens Bridge Projects in New York on board. Yeah, and it's great the way that uh, that you describe these guys in your in your piece. It says uh, you pass two empty wet bars and sit among our tests, blinged out, crooked cap wearing, Philly blunt smoking entourage, and you go on to say they're eyeing me with utmost suspicion. Time to get the lay of the land. I think that really puts it in perspective. To me, Sam, it felt like a, a premise to a crazy ride of a movie. You know, it's like, uh, this guy shouldn't do this, but he's gonna, and this is what's gonna happen. Uh, that had to be quite an experience, hanging out with Ron Artest in the actual Hummer <laughs> stretch limo. Absolutely. I mean, imagine driving through a very white Midwest with rappers and all sorts of colorful <laughs> personalities. Let's just say every pit stop was an adventure. Oh, no question. I would imagine the conversation. What was the conversation like with Ron Artest and his crew on a three-hour road trip before a rap, co- rap concert? Was there any basketball discussed at all? Was there any Kings discussed at all? Or was it just about rap and, and what he hoped to do that night? Well, you know, I find when you're in these scenarios, if you want to know about a player, the guy himself, mm-hmm. this is where you want to be. You want to be amongst his friends with the guard down and and, and talking life. You want to know about Ron Artest, the basketball player, go to a practice, interview him after the game, go to a game. Uh, that said, he had certainly he had some interesting views on, on his career, on, mm-hmm. on, the, on the Pacers, the Kings, as I'm sure you've, you've read, <laughs> and uh, as well as general, well, nonsensical dialogue. <laughs> really? Ron Artest? No way! <laughs> That said, Jim, something that I, I brought I brought from this, I came away with. Everyone wanted to know going into this story, is is this guy crazy? Right, that's my main question. <laughs> that's the first question, right? So I'm going in thinking, you know, my goodness, geez, there's a 50-50 chance this dude's crazy. His friends, you know, probably equally so. The guy is not crazy. I, and I can tell you that unequivocally. Now, hmm. The readers, uh, reader feedback that I'm getting from the story, look, 5%, these guys hate Ron Artest and nothing will ever change their minds. But a vast majority came away from the story saying, look, I've never seen an objective sort of up close and personal view of Ron. And they're, they're stepping back off that ledge. You know, yeah. and, that, and that was my point. Look, he says interesting things. He speaks. He, he verbalizes his thoughts in a way that not many of us are brave enough to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make him crazy? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, think one, so. One journalist actually emailed me saying, look, he made an interesting comparison. He's like, this guy's Lenny from A Vice and Men. I don't know <laughs> if you read Of Mice and Men. I'm sure oh, of course. High of course. <laughs> it's an interesting comparison. Look, is he Lenny? Well, there, there's some truth to that. The guy's soft-spoken. He uh, has some random thoughts, and he verbalizes them. And if pushed, he can snap. And we saw Lenny snap at the end of Mice and Men. I like it. you got to leave it. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, the, the comparison stops there. He's a very gentle soul. 
smart guy, a lot of views, a lot of, lot of interesting views on the world, and he's lived an interesting life. But he's very, he, you know, he, he's, he's constantly thinking about how to improve as a rapper. Right. He's a very conscientious guy. He was, he was constantly, you know, on the trip, he's constantly pestering his assistant about, you know, are there going to be, is there going to be food backstage for my players? Uh, sorry, for my, for my, you know, rappers. Is there going to be enough album postcards to pass out? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, you know, what's the sound system like? You know, the, so he's very, he was a very hands-on guy in, in just the aspects leading up to the show. He's not living this, like, uh, everybody-do-it-for-me type of, uh, of life in terms of his rap career. Absolutely. He's doing it you're, all. You're, you're correct. He's a businessman. Right. And this is a hobby that he's taking very seriously. A lot of people say, you know, why rap? Why not? It's his hobby, and he's pretty darn good at it. Look, we're all entitled to our side gigs, our passions and right. hobbies. Right, right. If I, was a, if I was a finger painter, okay, let's say I'm a top-notch finger painter, and there's only 100 decent finger painters in the country, and what's more, I can get paid doing it, you better believe I'd finger paint till my fingers fell off. <laughs> and, my, and my editors wouldn't think twice about my finger painting hobby. I mean, they, they wouldn't question it for a second. So why, why are we we're putting him over the coals here? I think the only time uh, most of us question somebody's hobby is when it takes them away from their actual job. And in this case, it really hasn't been the case. I mean, Ron Artest did have that, uh, that, that quote a couple of years back where he said, you know, I, you know I, 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 now that I'm suspended, I can focus on my rap career, kind of something like that. But when I read your piece, and by the way, we're talking to Sam Alipore. Uh, he writes a column called Media Blitz. It appears in ESPN, the magazine, as well as uh, online as part of the page two section of ESPN.com. And uh, wrote a little expose, a little piece about uh, Ron Artest. And I want to ask you this. Now, Artest in the piece, he talks about how, and I'm quoting him, I want three to four professional fights and I want to play in the NFL, not to be paid, but just for the love of the game. Do you get a sense he's being serious about that, or is that just showing maybe a different side of Ron Artest that we just haven't seen yet? Look, he's fun and he's playful and he knows it, and he knows what he says is interesting and we're going to write it. Right. So there's, there's definitely that. There's, there's some truth to that. But he was dead serious. I mean, I, I condense <laughs> that section. He, he's very, very serious about, about getting a run at the NFL. And look at his body. I mean, this guy is an animal. He, he could, uh, I wouldn't put it past him. And he's very serious about, about the boxing thing. Uh, he knows it'll take work, and he's willing to put in that work. Look, in his defense, he has said to me that, that basketball is his number one job. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, at the same time, why, you know, look, the guy's 26 years old. Who the hell knows, knows what they want to be at 26? I mean, I'm 27 now, and I'm still debating whether to be an astronaut or a cowboy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what I want to do 10 years from now. This guy has a fair idea. And he's, got, and he's got some money to be able to invest in his dream, and I think that's important to note. I think a lot of Kings fans around here, Sam, and I know you're a California guy. I know you base yourself out of uh, Southern California, so you know this area and you know the state of California. You know how Kings fans are, uh, and they're, you know, how Sacramento, are they're very I wouldn't say they're conservative but they don't want some guy with a T.O. like attitude do you get a sense that he is similar to T.O. I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot and I don't know if you've ever talked to T.O. personally Sam but 
Do you get a sense that he is a stable person in terms of what he's going to do for the Sacramento Kings? I think most people out here, that's all they're concerned with. They, they could care less about his rap career. They could care less about uh, who he associates himself with. They just want to know that the guy's going to be able to go out there and do the job with the Sacramento Kings. I get the sense, at least from you, that Ron Artest is all about business when it comes to uh, playing for the Sacramento Kings. And he, he is. He really is. I mean, look, he, he admitted that he wasn't around the court much for long periods of time over the summer. Uh, he's, you know, there's, there's some talk of a lack of focus. If I was a Kings fan, and by the way, I'm most certainly not. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a Lakers fan. Oh, but, we got a Lakers fan! <laughs> would I be concerned with Ron's divided attention? Sure, I mean, I would be. Uh, and yes, he told me that upon returning from his tour, he, you know, his, his trainers and teammates were sort of concerned that he appeared to be out of shape. Mm. That said, I can tell you a few things. One is he claims he was in the gym the very next day following the Kings, uh, you know, ouster from the playoffs, and for a month straight in the days leading up to the tour. So he, he claims, you know, when he, when he could, he was in the gym and, and, and he was putting his time in. Second, uh, despite, you know, his claims that with the Pacers, and if you read the story you saw, he admits that he never gave his all with the Pacers. He, he mm. said uh, that he felt he wasn't being paid enough, and at $6 million a oh year... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, he was... You don't want to hear that as a fan, I'll tell you that. Right, right. And he, and he was hoping to be paid, you know, 14 15 And he said that extra $9 million cost the Pacers his mind and leadership. Oh. Okay, so that's... That's something certainly to be concerned about. But to my eyes, uh, that seems like posturing. I mean, the guy gives it, gives it his all. You, you're not the defensive player of the year with the Pacers at the time that he claimed he was not giving it his all without exerting maximum energy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and by the way, he, he, he's still working off the same contract, but he assured me that he's giving his all to the Kings that he loves the Maloof, that they're crazier than he is, by the way. <laughs> I think he loves that. Right. You write. So, you actually write about that. I hate to interrupt, Sam, but you write a story about how the Maloof brothers actually visited Ron Artest's uh, ghetto uh, where he grew up. Uh, talk about that a little bit, because Artest actually, I think he really uh, developed a kinship with the Maloofs based upon that visit by the Maloofs. Uh, talk about that whole situation there. Look, crazy loves crazy, right? And, yeah. And, 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 and this guy was blown away by the Maloofs and their... their their interest in Ron as a person. What he told me was the Maloofs made a trip over to Queensbridge to visit Ron in his home, you know, his home terrain. And, uh, he, you know, Ron asked them if they're bringing security, and the guys were like, no, we're not, you know, we're not bringing security. So Ron immediately was like, these guys are nuts, right? So he, <laughs> you know, everyone brings security in the ghetto, man. <laughs> so, so they came, you know, and uh, he gave them a tour of the projects. He claimed, you know, the real dirty stuff. And and at one point, uh, they had to use the restroom. <laughs> and Ron is telling me that, you know, there's no restrooms in the ghetto. So these guys, you know, they're outside the projects. They really have to go. And uh, they go into some pissy elevator <laughs> and uh, knock on a few doors. One family lets them in, and they use the restroom and, and come out. I mean, 
he was blown away by that, right? I mean, that, that really, I mean that, not not very often do you see, and I think you put the, put it this way in, in your piece, not very often do you see owners, multi-million dollar owners, casino owners from Vegas in a project situation knocking on someone's door to go use the restroom. <laughs> Just, it does seem to, uh, to to give you a little bit of a peek into the persona that the Maloof brothers have. And, uh, and obviously it works for Ron Artest as he has indicated that he w- is going to give us 100% to the Sacramento Kings this year and he loves being a Sacramento King. Any indications that uh, he's going to lose his cool at all? I mean, obviously the guy has talked about his the the whole brawl situation from a few years back and obviously Steven Jackson a little bit in trouble now with the law but did Ortez talk about the brawl and did he talk about Steven Jackson at all yes he sure did he uh he you know he's he's he tells me that he's not prone to recreating another scenario where that brawl took place mm-hmm. uh he says he'd rather sue next time he said he would have sued uh what's that gentleman's name john green the guy who threw the first cup right uh but it, he told me it didn't appear like like john had much money so, <laughs> oh, so he's more prone to suing look man he uh <laughs> he, he dodged the question i asked him if he'd do it again if he was poked and prodded, would you do it again? And he dodged it. He said, you know, look, where I'm from, people get shot for things like that. Right. He says, he says his, his, uh, his, a friend of his killed his brother for laughing at him. you got to understand, this is the world he comes from. Right. It's a completely yeah. foreign world than, than what I'm used to. Absolutely. I, I could yeah. not speak on that. And, and you know, it, it, I, I, would I be shocked if it happened again? No, I, I wouldn't. And he uh, claims in the he claims in your article, Sam, that the fight gave him much needed street cred for his rapping career. So what that tells me in reading the piece that Ron Artest, I mean, this guy is on the edge still. Well, you know, and maybe we'll do things just to benefit himself in his future. I think he's a smart guy, smarter than we think, because I think Ron Artest is planning certain events in a way to kind of I don't know maybe uh, help along his career after basketball's through. That's a good point, and it's a legitimate concern. It is, yeah. Uh, that said, you know, he, uh, th- I mean, he reiterated sev- several times he'd rather sue next time. Mm. And, well, hopefully that's uh, the case. I'd rather him sue. <laughs> so would I, as long as it's not me. But he, <laughs> he, he certainly knows it was a mistake. I mean, he admitted, look, that thing got me in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, that said, w- is he prone to another brawl? Yes. But what was interesting is... It, he doesn't anticipate it'll be in an NBA game. He thinks he scared the bejesus out of enough people to where that may not be the case again. No one yeah. dare throw something. Where uh, I think you're more likely to see a brawl is at the next concert. What basically, you know, he's, <laughs> he, he, he he warns me before, you know, I position myself near the stage that if someone throws something at, at him during a concert, people need to realize this is in the NBA. Uh, he's he's allowed. He said he uh, he learned from Young Jeezy, another rapper. Of the summer. <laughs> he said uh, someone threw something at Young Jeezy, and he knocked the dude out. Oh he my said, gosh! You, you throw something at me, and then I'm going <laughs> to kick you know what out of you. Wow, I that love said, it. Look, uh, I, I, again, I want to reiterate: the dude is not crazy. Right. He knows he does it again. He's out, and he knows this is his number one meal ticket. There's no guarantees that he's going to be a successful rapper, though, you know, you mentioned the street cred thing. Look, he knows the brawl gave him street cred. 
that's a that's a valuable asset in the business. And mm-hmm. that's something that sets them apart from the Shacks and the C Webs and the Kobe's who gave it a try. The guy the guy's tough. He comes from a world that, you know, rap fans can appreciate. And he does have a legitimate chance of succeeding in this world. He's got some heavy hitters. I and mean, when Shaq came out, he had the Fooshnickens on his album. Which I'm, yeah, I'm sure at the time, that's a lot cooler than it sounds now. But it's nothing close to what he's got. I mean, Ron's got P. Diddy. He's got Mike Jones. He's got some serious names on his album. And, dude, the album is good. It's not great. He knows it's not great. In the rap game, man, it, it, it's all about what kind of image you can portray. And, and if Ron Artest can get out there and do that, he's going to be a success in the rap game uh, it, just because. I mean, his name's Ron Artest. He's a tough guy. He does have that upbringing, so I can understand that. Hey, Sam, uh, anything down the road that we should uh, be looking for from you in the uh, in the magazine or online? Oh, this is the part where I plug my uh, column. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my column appears in every issue of the magazine that's that's every two weeks, and in between it'll run on .com. I mean, I'll tell you what I'm really interested in. I'm sort of holding my breath for the Friday Night Lights fallout. Have you seen that? No, yeah, tell me about that. Well, the Friday Night Lights, you know, uh, Tuesday nights, NBC, mm-hmm. uh, based on the movie, based on the book about Texas high school football. Uh, it's struggling in the ratings. And uh, last night's episode, which I thought was uh, was a solid episode, I mean, the numbers are down 11% from the from the premiere episode oh, yeah. other week. So, you know, the the TV landscape is littered with failed sports projects, and I'm and you know people just aren't interested. I mean, I don't know if you remember the Bad News Bears series in the early 80s, but mm-hmm. at least that gave us Corey Feldman. I mean, this this uh, <laughs> Friday Night Lights is struggling, and I and and. I wouldn't put it past them to pull the plug before the season's over. So that's something I'm, I'm certainly keeping my eye out on. But, the, you know, the reason I have a job, Jim, is because there's always sports movies, sports TV, and, and lots of Ron Artest out there. Exactly, so. and we need somebody to cover it. We appreciate that uh, you're out there doing all the hard work, like chilling with Ron Artest and his true warrior crew. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart, Jim. I know, man. I would have I had some hesitation in me if, if that would have been my, my gig. I'll tell you that. Sam, appreciate the time, man. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you down the road, man. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for the insight, and uh, we'll be checking your call. Thanks, Sam. Take care now. All right. Sam Alipore right there from the ESPN, the magazine, joining us.